up, Mac Geeks? Welcome back to the next episode of the Mac Geeks Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Hughley. And in this episode, it's going to be the second of the ACC competitors that's competing this weekend in the NLWC wrestling event. Um, we get a, we got a chance to sit down and talk with Mike Mock, right? Mike Machiavello wrestled at NC State. He's a he's a homegrown North Carolina boy um, that that ended up going to NC State. In his first year at NC State, he actually had a losing record, and then he ended up at the end of his career standing on top of the podium with a national title. Um, so this, this has really been a, an awesome story to watch unfold throughout his career. He's constantly been been labeled as the underdog and came through and won the won huge matches and won titles and gold medals and all kinds of good stuff. And so um, this is this is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done, man. I, I really like Mike Mock. He's a great dude. We had a great time chatting um, and it definitely got kind of, you know, away from the interview style and more into the, you know, buddies at a bar talking. So we had a great time talking. He's got this upcoming match this weekend with Kyle Snyder live on Rockfin. Uh, make sure you go to Rockfin, subscribe, uh, give my channel a, a, a subscription or a follow, both preferably. Um, and, you know, I, I just appreciate all you guys listening to this stuff, man. I'm having a great time doing it, and, and I get to talk to dudes like Mike Mock. So uh, without further ado, here's Mr. Michael Machiavello. Pretty good, man. Just got a got a lift in this morning. Um, nothing too crazy. Couldn't taper, obviously, for this weekend. But um, did some recovery stuff. Got saw the chiropractor. Um, high stuff, and yeah, man. So just taking care of some other things, and just to make sure that I'm ready to ready to fire in all cylinders this weekend. That's awesome. When do you leave to go up there? So flying out tomorrow at three, um, and I'll get there around seven. I think it's like a four-hour flight, and then. Uh, Workout Friday um, and Saturday morning, and then I think we compete. Wayne's are at like six something, and then we'll compete at eight. Yeah, what? Uh, I haven't even thought about it. I don't think I've even seen it anywhere. Do you guys know where you're competing? Like, is it in? It's at a hotel, but I'm. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I don't remember the name name of it. Uh, I don't know where it's at. Yeah. Um, no. So they'll send an email with all the info and stuff, but. No, they probably don't even release that to the public. I was just wondering if you guys. No, they uh, don't. They definitely don't either. Yeah. So. No, I was just wondering if yeah. if they were trying to wrestle like the BJC or if the school was letting them do anything like that. Like, I uh, was interested to see just kind of where they're they're getting after it. I know that pretty much all the events so far have been in hotels. Um, yeah, this one's in a hotel too. I think they're just you know trying to be cautious about everything COVID wise and. Yeah. Um, limit numbers and you're also trying to make sure fans don't show up yeah so. for sure yeah no I didn't I wasn't trying to like trap you with that question at all um, <laughs> I, don't, I, was, I uh, actually don't really remember either so yeah very cool um but yeah man I, I was just gonna kind of get into a little bit about your career and then um you know we'll get to the the match at the NLWC um but uh you know first of all I, I saw you know you grew up in North Carolina right yeah where uh, where'd you go to high school in North Carolina? I went to Sun Valley High School. It's in okay. uh, Mid Trail, a little little bit outside of Charlotte. Yeah, very it's cool. Not too far. Yeah, I've only been up here. I'm from Georgia. I moved up here a couple of years ago, so I'm All still right. kind of getting acquainted with the area. Um, but very cool. Yeah, I saw um, you're obviously a North Carolina guy, and then you ended up at, at NC State. So, you know, how did how did that go? How'd you end up at NC State? Well. 
Um, I went to Flow Nationals my junior and senior year, and I think Frank Beasley, who at the time was um, Pat's main guy coming from Binghamton with him, he uh, he saw me at one of my uh, uh, placing matches, one of my medal matches, I think for uh, sixth and seventh place, and ended up placing sixth. And, um, he was staying on the side of the mat, and then after that tournament, later that summer, I got a phone call from Frank saying, hey, we're interested, and we'd love to bring you on an official visit, and and then that's kind of how that relationship happened. And then went on an official visit in the fall of my senior year. Um, it was actually – we went to a Florida State, NC State football game at home, and that was when Florida State had uh, – they were, like, ranked number three in the country, and we upset them with, like, a last-second field goal. It was, it was a good visit. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Did you guys uh, – did you have some good football games while you were there? Yeah, we did. Um, my visit was definitely one of the, like – best games I'd been to just because it was like such a big upset, but um, trying to think of some other games that were anytime we beat UNC, obviously is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ECU, just because I got a buddy that played football for ECU that I grew up with and he was just always talking trash. <laughs> so yeah. anytime uh, we won, I was definitely dishing it out. So. Absolutely. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I went to university of Georgia, so it's just, oh, nice. oh yeah. man, football's a religion down there. Oh, dude, you have no idea. Oh, no my idea. God. I've been, uh, I've been down there once. I had a friend that ran track down there. They live and breathe football over there. Oh, man. I mean, I, I went to Georgia just because I was a huge fan my entire life. It's always where I wanted to go, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I got my, my biggest football memory. I remember, uh, I don't know, you remember Todd Gurley a couple of years back. He, uh, he, North Carolina he, guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he went. I can't remember what high school it was, but yeah, it's in North Carolina. It's, I think it's kind of right around here somewhere. Yeah, Hope Mills maybe or something like that. Or something that like that. Of, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I was from North Carolina, Keith or something like that. Keith Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, they both came down together, and Keith Marshall was like the highly high-rated recruit, and Todd Gurley was you know so-so, and then it ended up flipping. But uh. Yeah, he came back. He tore his ACL, and then I remember the game he came back was against Auburn, and that very first play of the game, he returned to kickoff for a touchdown. It was insane. Never seen a play so crazy. Um, until actually, probably until that NC State UNC duel last year. I don't know if you if you were there uh, or not. Yeah, I wasn't. I wish I was, man. I saw pictures. Place was insane. That thing um, was nuts. Yeah, but enough tangent. Got to get back to, to talking about wrestling with you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I was looking in. Obviously, I followed your career. I'm a big ACC guy. I had a lot of fun watching you guys over the last couple of years. Um, and I didn't even think about it, but I look back, you know, your career, you know, you started as a true freshman for, for State. And, um, man, you went – so I was looking back. You went 11-14 and 14 as a starter your freshman year. And then how does, how does a guy that comes in, starts as a true freshman, 11-14, and 14, how do you turn that around and end up being a national champion as a senior? Um great question it's an awesome story man yeah i think a lot of it just boils down to um just being committed to the process of things i think um winning's pretty simple um you know i think it just takes a lot of consistency you have to be committed to the right things um whether that's lifestyle outside of the room i think it's you know diet sleep recovery um the effort that you're putting into training um I think also just managing schoolwork, right? Like if you have or, or things outside of wrestling, just because 
you know, I think stress plays a role into, you know, if your mind's distracted and you're thinking about other things when you're getting ready to compete, it makes it a lot harder. So um, just trying to keep things simple um, and just do things consistently. So I think, you know, I just, I was, I was blessed to have a lot of great coaches around me that, you know, were telling me what I needed to work on. And so at that point, you just, you just listen, right? You try and be as coachable as possible. Um, you take in information and then you, you work at it and you improve the areas that you got to get better at. And then I think the, the winning eventually starts to take care of itself. So, yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, looking back at it too, you know, as a junior, you made it the round of 12, right? So round of 12, I think you lost to Drew Foster, who also another national champion. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. A round of 12 match. Um, but how, I mean, what I've always wondered, how is that, right? A guy that loses in the round of 12, like how did that set you up that next year? And, you know, what were your feelings between then and obviously, you know, it ended up pretty well for you senior year. Yeah. So, you know, I, I remember specifically going into to that national tournament and, you know, the goal was still to win the national title. I, I wasn't um, aiming just to podium. You know, I, I wanted to win obviously the year before as well, but um you know, I think you make errors and you make mistakes um, at that tournament. I think it was a brand new atmosphere. It's first time there. And, you know, there, there's a lot of emotions and a lot of distractions and so much going on at, at that tournament. It can sometimes mess with you. And I don't want to say that's why I lost, but, um, you know, I made some errors in my, in my second round match against Tim Dudley who was a returning NCAA finalist. And then in my match with Drew Foster, I made an error. I thought I heard the ref blow the whistle. Um, and I stopped wrestling, but it was a ref on another mat. And then he ended up scoring a takedown, which was the only takedown of the match. And um, so then I didn't even get to, I didn't just win. I didn't just not win a national title. I didn't All-American either. So um, for me, that was just kind of, I mean, it fueled the fire even more. I realized, okay, now I really can't take any chances, right? Like if, 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 I, if I seriously want to put myself in a position to win a national title, then I, I have to do everything that's in my control and, and be really, really focused. And so um, I think my senior year, I was more focused than I had been any other year. Um, and it's not like I was messing around all the other four years, but, you know, I was just – I was very disciplined. I was very, very consistent. I, I didn't miss, like, you know, one example is, like, you know, I'd stretch every night before bed. I didn't miss a night. Um, whether it was, you know, 10 p.m. or whether it was I'm, – I'm coming back from the library at 1 a.m. and I'm, I'm going to bed, I'm, I'm still stretching for at least 15 minutes. So just being very, very consistent and disciplined with things. And um, and even though I lost round of 12, man, I, I felt like I'd, I was an All-American even though I didn't say it on paper, I was going to that senior year thinking, oh, I, I didn't actually AA, but I felt like an All-American. So it, it didn't really change anything for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, look at the two dudes you lost to, too. I mean, yeah, national finalist champ. champ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's great. It's, it's really, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's crazy looking back at some of these brackets. And, uh, I mean – it's just wild how things turn, things turn 184, out. 184 my junior year was so deep, man. So deep. I mean, you think about who wrestled that tournament. It was – Is that the Martin and Bo final? Martin, Bo, Gabe Dean, me, Tim Dudley, Drew Foster. Tim Dudley was NCAA finalist the year before. So, I mean, like, that's just seven out of the – out of those 
top out of the, just those seven guys I named, Martin NCAA champ, Gabe Dean NCAA champ, Bo Nickel NCAA champ, me NCAA champ, Drew Foster NCAA champ, Tim Dudley NCAA finalist. And that's all in one way class. And we're probably forgetting somebody. Yeah, we are forgetting <laughs> somebody. I know I'm forgetting somebody, but man, 184 my junior year was deep. Yeah, oh, for sure. That class was stacked, man. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I mean senior year. So another thing I've always I've always wondered specifically about your match is, you know, people don't remember, but going to the NCAA final with Jared Hot, um, you guys had wrestled multiple times before that year, and yeah. I think it was only twice if I'm correct, and he's won he won both of them, yeah. right? So um, going into that match, I mean I know like you had to have the mindset of I'm going in to win, and you know I've done what I need to do to get here, but there's got to be some part of your mind that's like I've lost this dude twice. Like, there's got to be something. So how, how was that mindset, and, and how did you overcome that? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, oh, I think I lost you. Oh, oh there we go. Awesome. Um, for me, I, I don't really you – know. Oh, I think your hand's over the mic. Really? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Gotcha. Uh, for me, I don't really put too much weight on, on losses or even uh, – wins i think the way i approach things is just kind of like trying to be consistent um in the way i approach a match okay boom if i if i win this match the process afterwards is the exact same watch watch it figure out what i could have done better and how can i improve from here if i lose watch it figure out what i could have done better how can i improve from here so win or lose the the process afterwards doesn't change um and i think i focus more so on development um and and just improvement and and kind of plugging holes in the in the ship, so to speak. So yeah. you know, when I had lost him the first time, I was like, okay, boom, watch the match, figure out what I could have done better, fix it, improve. And when I lost him in the ACC finals, you know, what did I what did I do well? What did I not do well? Fix it, get ready for the next match. And so like one thing that I harp myself on is, is never lose the same way twice, right? If you're constantly improving and you're watching a match that you lost. Okay, how did you lose that match? Obviously, there's competitors that just wrestle really, really well and just may have been better than you that day. But regardless, every single match you wrestle, there's there's things that you could have done better or things that you could have improved on. And so just constantly figuring out how to refine myself, um, technically, uh, wrestling IQ-wise, um, preparation-wise, so that way for the next match or for the next competition, I'm better than I was the match of the competition before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a that was a really cool finals match, man. It was really fun to watch. And uh, I, obviously, you don't remember, but I actually was at the, the NC State uh, the party afterwards at the hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you probably don't remember. Also, I worked up there for a summer with Obi. Um, so I was up there a little bit a couple summers ago. Um, but I was actually at that party after you won, and you came in and you were walking around, and you were hugging everybody. And you hugged me and did not know me, obviously. It was hilarious. I thought it was the funniest crap in the world. Because, dude, just want an NCAA title. You come into the party and just literally every single person in the party. Um, so it was, it, was, it was really funny. I just remember, like, awesome. walking up, giving him a hug, walking off. I'm like, dude doesn't know me. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a really cool time. Hey, man. you're at the NC State party, your family, man. So. Yeah. Um, no, it, it was cool. But, uh yeah, so, I mean, obviously, awesome college career. Um, and, you know, at what point did you decide to, to continue it after college and to, you know, 
go into the wolf back hard to see and, and compete for, you know, world and Olympic titles? Yeah. So I was in uh, grad school my senior year, um, the year one nationals, and I had another year left. So I knew I wanted to compete with the RTC for at least another year, at least until I finished school. So I was going to do that either way. But then after I went into double A's, I think, and I was like, okay, well, it, it just kind of more opportunities kind of uh, presented themselves. And, and it would just, was easier for me to think about wrestling even after I finished my master's degree, because, you know, now there's, you know, you're getting compensated and, and people want to pay you to train at the RTCs and it just makes it easier. And, and, um, you know, people are willing to invest in you. And, and, you know, I was thankful to have coaches here that wanted to invest in me regardless, you know, Wolfpack RTC has been, you know, such a tremendous training situation for me. I mean, I got Nick Wisdowski, um, Jacob Casper, he just left and he's doing WWE stuff now in Florida, but that wasn't until a month ago. Um, I got Timmy McCall, um, upper weight wise, man, we have a great training situation. So, um, yeah. So then, you know, after I won nationals and, and the opportunities started presenting themselves, I was like, man, I definitely want to do what Gwiz is already doing here. You know, he's been the world team member for the past several years, two-time world bronze medalist. So you have someone in your room that you're training with who's already doing that. It's like, well, I know it can be done here. You know, I'm just going to continue to do it and, and, and hop on board with the rest of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's perfect. What I was going to ask you and you kind of already answered a little bit, but um, you know, why the Wolfpack RTC, right? You could have, you could have easily went and went, you know, left and went somewhere else. Um, right. You know, what kept you there? And you know, why, like what, if people are looking at RTCs, like why would they want to be at the Wolfpack RTC? Yeah. Um, so obviously I stayed because um one, I knew the coaches really well, and the coaches knew me very well, so they know, you know what I need to improve on the most, you know, my tendencies and, and things that I got to get better at. And then also just training partners. Um, it's just a really great situation, man. And I'm also in my home state. I got family two and a half hours away, so it's just – it's convenient. It's nice, and, you know, I love the weather in Raleigh. You know, it's yeah. – <laughs> North Carolina is great, man. It's hard so, to beat nowadays. It is, man. And I've, now that I've gotten to travel so much, like in the past two years, I've been to a bunch of different countries and um, Europe just for competition and training. And um, been to the world championships past two years as a training partner um, with the world team. And I've gotten to teach clinics and camps in, you know, West Coast, uh, Midwest, mm -hmm. and Northeast, and, and all these other in Hawaii. You know, it's I've gotten to travel a lot. And man, when I when I when I travel. I'm there for a long period of time, or even when I come back, I'm like, man, there's not a lot of places that beat Raleigh. There are some, but not many, man. And yeah. and so I think I just realized, like, man, Raleigh really is a special place. So, yeah, I mean, I gotta imagine Hawaii is probably up there. But, yeah, uh, Hawaii is <laughs> definitely up there, man. <laughs> I ain't knocking Hawaii, man. I, I was definitely trying to get back out there this summer, but it was hard with the pandemic. So, yeah, for sure. Um, but. Definitely ten out of ten would recommend. <laughs> yeah, I haven't made it out there yet. Definitely gonna have to have to check it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you're here. You've been competing, been doing well at all these tournaments. Um, you know, what's your competition plan for the future? You know, where, how long do you see yourself wrestling? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Right now, I'm just focused on the moment and what I'm doing right now, which is obviously this competition this weekend. And then, uh, after that, I'll just get ready for the next one. So just kind of. Not thinking too far ahead, obviously. Like, it's hard not to, um, you know, yeah. after wrestling. And especially the older you get, you know, finances, you know, start to become more they, – they, 
you start to think about them more. They're at the forefront of your mind yeah. more as you get older and you have more responsibility. But as of right now, I'm just going to keep competing. Um, and then um, that'll change, I guess, when it changes. Right now, I'm trying not to think too much about it. Just want to be focused on training and, and getting as, as good as I can as quickly as I can. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's awesome. You're definitely, definitely with you, man. Take it one step at a time and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually it's going, it's going to end at some point. Um, whenever it does, have you ever thought of, you know, UFC or, uh, coaching or is there any, like after you're actually done, is there anything that you've thought that you might like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm actually, uh, uh, I turned out a couple coaching offers this year, um, just to keep training. Um, right off the top of my head. Yeah, five at least five coaching offers I've turned down just this wow. year, um, and uh, you know I, I uh, I've talked with uh, some managers in the UFC um, that are you know interested in signing signing me, um, and you know communicate with them you know here and there just to touch base and catch up. Um, I actually took a visit down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, down at Sanford MMA. Um, with Bryce Meredith, um, they flew us down together and we got to check out the facilities and all that. So that was a cool visit. Went out to eat with Robbie Lawler, Greg Jones, um, and, and their managers. So that was a cool experience. And, and um, you know, I'm also in an acting class that Jacob Casper's taken and convinced, convinced me to take. So, um, it's a movie star. That's it. <laughs> man, I got no idea, man. But. <laughs> Doing do a, a lot of options. So that's another reason why um, I'm just trying to focus on training. You know, the active yeah. class is only twice a week, which is nice. And it's only for about an hour, hour and a half max. So um, it doesn't take away from training at all. And I also have learned some, some pretty good things. I like to parallel a lot of things, whether it's from a book, maybe how can I parallel this to wrestling? There's been some things that I've learned that I, I've been able to parallel to sports. So, um, you know, I definitely think it's, it's been, it's been useful. So, but yeah. I think when you have a lot of options, sometimes it can be overwhelming thinking about what's the best option. And so, you know, just to kind of not get overwhelmed, I'm like, ah, I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing right now and train. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I feel like a lot of the time you're, you know, especially when you have all those options, it kind of, you end up finding it at one point, you know, it just kind of clicks at some point. Um, you know, I know for me, like I have a business degree, but like, you know, at one point, like the end of college just kind of clicked. It was like, Oh, I want to be a teacher. Like it's actually what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's great to hear that you got all those avenues and I'm excited to see wherever it ends up, man. And obviously yeah. competition career first, got to see how that ends. Yeah. Um, so and I'm a big faith guy too, man. So I think, I think, you know, being in prayer and, and just kind of like, man upstairs guide your steps. So like just kind of trusting God's plan and, and, and controlling what I can control on my end and then, and then letting them take care of the rest. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, couldn't have said it any better, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, next, like, let's get in a little bit to, you know, the upcoming event. The reason I brought you on here, man, is, um, you know, this, this NOWC versus Cliff Keen wrestling event that's coming up. It's kind of the first thing that's kind you know, when did you, hear about the event and, and your match and like how did all of that come to be uh i heard about the event about a month out uh i had gotten a text message from kale sanderson um hey mike this is kale sanderson um we're having an event uh would you be inter interested in wrestling cider um 
and uh, that's how I heard about it. And then uh, obviously I was interested, and so um, I said yes. And then uh, then I guess they I don't know when they uh, went public with the event, but it, it was about four weeks out, so four weeks ago. Yeah, very cool. That's got to be an interesting feeling looking down, seeing Kale Sanderson, you know, text message pop up. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I didn't see it until a day later. <laughs> and he was like, left him on pause for a day. Yeah, I left. I, I didn't respond. And then he texted me again. And it was just a random number. And I saw the notification. It said, uh, No worries if you're not interested. Just thought I'd reach out. And I'm like, Who is this? And I opened the message a day later and I had two messages. <laughs> and the first one says, Hi, Mike, this is Kale Sanderson. I said, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, man. And so I apologized immediately and responded. I said, I did not see this till today, man, but absolutely. And so yeah. I talked to my coaches, cleared with them and um, the staff down here. And then once we were all on the same page, just got back to them. There was a couple of like uh, um, travel dates that I had to rearrange because I was supposed to be traveling this weekend and fixed that. And I got back to them and, and confirmed that I was able to compete. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I mean, you know, these things are kind of the first of their kind and, you know, all the bad stuff that's come out of COVID, you know, this, this might be actually a good thing, kind of getting these pro cards together and like really figuring it out because it hasn't been able to to work really in the past couple of years. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on, on all these cards that are happening? And, you know, the, I mean, obviously this RTC duel is kind of even the first of its kind within that. So you know, what are your thoughts on all this going on? Uh, man, I think it's awesome. I think it's huge for the sport, especially for us senior level athletes, because, um, I think about athlete pay, um, you know, we get paid to compete at these events that they've been putting on, which is huge for us because, um, you know, the more money you could put in the athlete's pocket, the better, especially in a sport like wrestling where there's not that much money. Athletes aren't getting paid that much. And so I think it – guys who are All-Americans or NCAA champs who know that they can use their degree to make a substantial amount of money – post-graduation are incentivized more to take these nine to five jobs or to take these jobs where they know they can, can, you know, like be in a better, like financial position. And so like, you know, the, the more money that we can, you can generate in the sports and, and kind of get to the athletes. I think you incentivize more college athletes to want to pursue wrestling post-college. Cause it's like, okay, there actually is opportunity here. Cause you know, the guys that are getting paid well, it's, it's very few and they're, and they're the elite of the elite. And I think as it trickles down, and you you get lower on the ladder, um, RTCs. You know the pay the pay scale just definitely differs, and I don't th I don't think that has anything to do with. Um, <laughs> who the person is or anything like that. I think a lot of it has to do with just there's not enough money in the sport, and so like thinking yeah. of different ways to get more money in the sport. A lot of it has to do with fans, um, especially with these like media platforms. Uh, you know driving sub subscriber acquisition. Like how can we get more people to pay for subscriptions so we can have more money so we can pay these athletes when they compete for, for our, for our platform. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the more attention we can get to the sport of wrestling, I think the better it makes it overall. Cause then the better you can pay the athletes, the better you can pay the athletes, the more college guys are going to want to wrestle post-college. The more college guys want to wrestle post-college, the deeper each weight class is. The deeper each weight class is, the better the country is as a whole. You know what I mean? And then that's more yeah. we'll, World Olympic titles for the USA so oh undoubtedly I mean you're gonna have 
you know, a lot of people end up going like the football route or something because, you know, there's more opportunities than that. And I mean, uh, you know, obviously nowhere near the level any of you guys are, but, you know, even growing up for me, it was like, oh, this is awesome. But, you know, what's the future like? You know, like if if I go the football route and I'm like committed, I'm 100% committed to football, I can end up going to the NFL and make a bunch of money or baseball or whatever. Wrestling, like, this is awesome, but it kind of ends, you know, or like, you know, when I was a kid, at least it was like, you know, how do these people train for the Olympics? Like, did they, like, did they get paid? How does this work? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I exactly what you said. I think, you Not know, funneling... easy, man, wrestling is a tough sport. You know, you put your yeah. body a lot, training every single day, the type of training that wrestlers do, it's hard. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like I said, funneling more money into the sport and, and that's going to allow guys like you to actually, you know, validate what you're doing to your bodies and, you know, the, the stress and the longevity, everything that goes into, you know, wrestling for, you know, 20 years or however long it's going to end up being. Like, like you said, that's hard. So I think there's a fine line too, right? Like, okay, you have to, if if you want to be the best in in wrestling, like you have to justify what you're doing, regardless of what your payment is, because if you're just doing it for money at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah, that, that impetus, that impetus, that like driving force, that thing that's really pushing and motivating you. It's like money is only going to motivate you so much. Like you got to want to do it because it's a dream or a goal of your own, right? Something Absolutely. you're genuinely passionate about. So, um, but with that being said, more money would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, just, it should be at least at the place where you're not worried about the money. You know? Right. Right. So, and I uh, think a lot of guys do have to worry about the money, unfortunately. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, but. I mean, getting into the event a little bit more, Yeah, there's a lot of great matches, um, obviously, besides your own. So, you know, what other matches on this card just kind of is the, the fanboy part of you? What are you looking at? Like, man, I hope I, when, I, when I get done with my match, I can watch this, or maybe before I can sneak a peek or I can watch after. You know, what matches are you looking forward to? Um, to be honest, I think they're all going to be awesome matches. I'm looking forward to – I'm not going to be too focused in on like watching the other matches while I'm there, but absolutely, you know, you know, try and go back and watch and matches that I do get to see, awesome. But you know, I'm going to be locked in. You know, I think, um, you know, with with the competition, it's like as a competitor, right? You have to obviously have fun competing, but at the same time, you you got to take it, you know, serious. You know, there's it's it's business at the end of the day, and and you know, there's a task, right? There's an objective, and you have to complete that task and objective. And so, um. I'm going to be focused, you know, and, and just locked in on what I got to do. And so, yeah. And it's sure. not just because of, you know, this weekend's competition. It's, it's any competition, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you're second to last match. So I imagine you're going to be, you know, warming up in the back room, getting ready the entire time. So yeah. uh, that's definitely got to be, you know, down the road thought, even if you want to watch it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely be cracking jokes and stuff, but as it winds and, and gets, gets closer to the match, like you have to start to, you know, hone in and, and focus. Yeah. So, oh, for sure. Um, and, and you know, obviously, your opponent, Kyle Snyder. Yep. Everybody knows Kyle Snyder. Um, you know, all the accolades, whatever. But you've wrestled him before, right? And so, I know yep. that I know I found the Bill Farrell was the most recent one. Um, you know, have you wrestled him besides the Bill Farrell? I imagine you guys are probably trained together as well, right? Yeah. So we've actually trained a better uh, trained together. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> Yeah. We've actually trained together a good bit. Um, so 2018, he took me as his training partner to the World Championships. So 
Um, that was an awesome experience. I learned a lot. Got to wrestle with him a lot and, and just a lot of the other guys there. Picked the brains of a lot of coaches on the world team. And, and, and so that was awesome. And then even this past year, Jaden Cox took me as his training partner to the world championships. And so, you know, I got to go to all the world team camps and I'm working out with, you know, with both guys. And um, so, I, you know, I've got to train with him quite a bit um, outside of the one match in the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh is the only, like, true competitive match we've had as far as like outside of practice yeah um official official competition um yeah one time we competed against each other but unofficially you know we've wrestled live you know plenty of times and um situations matches whatever you whatever it is you know we've we've got to train together a lot practice drill yeah um you know, I rewatched the match this morning. You know, I watched it back when the Bill Farrell happened, but I wanted to kind of have it fresh in my mind. Um, and, and, you know, just kind of a brief r- review of it. Um, you know, he got in on the high C and then kind of led to a couple of, of guts. What? <laughs> I got smoked that match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want to put it that way, man. But <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, you got to call it how you see it, man. So uh, I'm not a sugarcoat type of guy, you know, yeah. I'm black and white. And so. Well, I was going to ask, you know, you know, thinking back to it, um, you know, what did you learn from it and, and what are you going to try to implement kind of going forward? I mean, obviously, uh, don't give me the trade secrets, right? But, you know, yeah. what did you uh, learn from it? You know, I, I think for me, it's just approaching the match a little differently um, than I did at, um, at the Feral. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, I think also you, you got to understand, right, like, Wrestling live in practice and wrestling live in competition are two very, very different things. And being able to translate one to the next is is, is super, super important um, for any competitor. And I think um, that's something that I, I could have done better um, as well. I think obviously Kyle does a great job with that. Um, he's an experienced wrestler. Um, he's he's one that the highest level you can win at in the sport of wrestling. So um, he knows what he's doing. But at the same time, like it's competition, you 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 approach things consistently the same I think the way that I prepare and, and mentally prepare it's like okay regardless of the opponent regardless of the tournament I'm approaching every single match as if it's a world-class match so even if I was wrestling a fish or a high school athlete you know it's like okay I'm going to approach this and prepare the way I would prepare as if I was wrestling a world or Olympic champ and then you know the next time you do compete in actual against an actual world Olympic champ you don't change anything you just it's your preparation you you know how you would prepare you know how you would mentally approach and so by the time that match comes around, you don't change anything. You just get ready, and it's a normal competition. So, Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you've obviously, you know, you've been around consistently yeah. the best wrestlers in the world and, and picking the brains of those guys and training with them. Um, you know, how has your training kind of overall changed since you, you know, got onto the senior-level circuit and, and you're around all of these, you know, Jaden Cox and, and Kyle and, and all these guys that you're constantly training with? Um, how has COVID changed that? No, no, no. Like how, how have you changed your training, you know, since you've, you've kind of been around all these guys? Yeah. I think it's just, you know, more detail oriented, um, understanding like the, the small little details that make a difference in a position, um, in a setup defensively, um, paying attention to things that maybe you, you didn't think about before and whether that's insight from, from, a uh, uh, a fellow Team USA member or, or a coach, you know, then you obviously you, you listen and you pay attention. And I think that's um, 
I think that's what's helped me a lot is just being coachable, you know, so if I'm around yeah. these guys, I'm not being, you know, trying to be very, very stubborn and saying, ah, I don't know if it's like, you know, obviously, you know, just, okay, uh, be coachable, listen, um, take it in and, and, and implement it in a way that you think would complement your style of wrestling or whatever that might be. But yeah, just trying to be as coachable as possible. I think that's changed because those guys are very, very coachable, even though they've, they've won a lot and, and, and obviously they're um, really, really great, right? They're world-class, you know, they're, they're very, very coachable. They listen um, um, and they work hard in practice. And so just seeing that from those guys, it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's not like it's hard, it's simple, but it's a matter of actually doing those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's awesome to hear. And I think that's something good to hear, you know, if you're a young wrestler coming up is, you know, a guy like you is national champ in college, you know, at the top of the world. And then, you know, you go to the senior level and you see these guys that you're training with that, you know, are some of the best dudes in the world. And like you said, coachable, like that's, that's the word that you're using. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that's not something that, that you would think right away. And I think that's something that everybody really needs to, to know. Yeah. Um, yeah but I mean, you, you kind of mentioned a little bit uh, COVID, right? So how has COVID changed up everything right now? And like, how are, how is your preparation, you know, for this match in the future, whatever, how is that going with the COVID, you know, pandemic hanging over us? Um, honestly, uh, pretty well. So, um, you know, I got Gwiz and, and Tom again, you know, Gwiz looked great in his uh, wrestling underground match and, you know, that's yeah. what I've been training with. So, um, you know, we, we've managed to find ways to get on a mat this entire time and, and continue to strength train this entire time. So um, haven't missed a beat, man. Um, it's been tough for sure. I'm not saying it's been easy, but, um, you know, you, you got to adjust. I think champions adjust. Um, I think I heard that in a Floyd Mayweather interview. Yeah. Can't suggest, man. And, uh, you know, so you got to work with what you got. And so, yeah, you may not be getting, able to get into a facility or, or get your typical weight room equipment, but um, you just find a way. So, um, you know, we borrowed a 10 by 10 mat from a buddy of ours and we we're working out in the garage for like a month and a half. And then we moved into a spot where we were, had more mat space and then we found some more mats that we use. And then, now we're renting out a hotel ballroom and we have two full mats down there. And so that's been great. And so it's progressively gotten better as the restrictions have like slowly, you know, loosened yeah. up. Um, but we've been training this whole time, man. So it's been good. That's awesome. Um, and, you know, kind of winding down to the ends, I, you know, I want to let you get back to your normal life yeah. and uh, stop talking to me, but uh, what, uh, you know, so I, I guess, you know, I'll leave, you know, ACC and, and, and Wolfpack and just wrestling fans in general with this. Um, you know, what can we look forward to with Mike Mock's wrestling career? Uh, Hit you with a tough one. Yeah, it is. Uh, similar to my college career, man. Um, find the odds, man. That's how I like to think of, you know, I feel like I've, you know, been under the radar my entire career. Uh, I feel like I'm still under the radar and it's uh, something you, you, you know, you're there long enough, you get comfortable with it. Um, you don't get comfortable being there, but you get comfortable, you know, being perceived as, ah, you know, it's good, but yada, yada, yada. And, you know, man, I'm just going to continue to operate with a chip on my shoulder, man. I've always, you know, lived my life that way. I think something my mom told me, as a young kid was never let anybody tell you, you can't do something. Um, so, you know, when my mom was, um, so my mom had me when she was 19, 
Um, and uh, she was doing community college and she was also cleaning houses on the side. And um, she, she's a dental hygienist now. So she was, um, she was getting her associate's degree. And I think uh, she had told one of her academic coordinators, something like that, like, Hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be a dental hygienist. And they told her that, you know, Hey, you should probably do something else. And uh, they were trying to direct her to go in another direction. And she was just like, yeah, you're not going to tell me what I can and cannot do. And so um, she just persisted, man. And, and now she's dental hygienist. She's been a dental hygienist for over 15 years and she's crushing it. She does great. She does well for herself. And um, that's just something that she's instilled in me, you know, since I was a kid, man, it's just, don't let um, anybody put, don't let anybody tell you you can't do something, you know, like I think a lot of times we, we put restrictions on ourselves or we allow other people to put restrictions on our, our own dreams or goals because they may not seem realistic, but at the same time, it's like, what do you have to lose pursuing something, right? Like, I think life is already short enough as it is. And so um, give it all you got and, and have no regrets. And if, if things don't pan out the way you wanted, <laughs> at least you tried. And so I think it's a matter of, of taking the attempt, right? Taking the jump. Um, and so I think sometimes people don't take the jump or the attempt and um, yeah. So for me, that's what you can look for my wrestling career is I'm going to continue to operate with a chip on my shoulder and, and pursue what my goal is. And that's obviously like if you're at the senior level and you're not trying to make this team or, or win Olympic gold medal, then um, I don't think you're actually trying. So, you know, that's the goal for me um, is the senior level. And I think um, that's what I'm going to be striving for. Yeah. That's awesome to hear, man. I mean, you know, last time we, we saw you with a chip on your shoulder, you ended up with a gold medal. So, yeah, uh, you know, Lord willing, we get another one, man. Yeah. So. If there's any parallel to the college career, then, then yeah. we'll probably be seeing one here soon, man. I'm looking God forward knows to what it. He's doing, so I just got to, I got to, I got to do my part. And then I'll, like I said, man, I'll, I'll control everything I can on, on my end and then I'll let God take care of the rest. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, again, I appreciate taking your time to, to talk to me and, uh, I'll definitely have to have you back on at some point and, and chat about that gold medal you get in the future. But uh, it was great talking to you, man. Yeah, likewise, man. You have a good one. Hold up. Before you go, I, I just have to, to say one thing real quick before everybody gets off the episode. Um, I'm really looking forward to this NLSWC wrestling match this weekend. Uh, if you guys don't know already how you're going to watch it is it is live on Rockfin. Uh, you're going to have to go to Rockfin and you're going to have to get a, a subscription to Rockfin uh, for a premium account. Uh, the way it works is when you subscribe to Rockfin, you subscribe through a certain creator um, and, and they, they kind of get credit for, for bringing you on the network. And then um, once you have that subscription, you have access to all premium content on Rockfin for a month. It's a month subscription. So $10 gets you a month that gets you access to the NLWC wrestling match. And it also gets access to thousands of, hundreds, thousands, I don't know how much stuff's on there, uh, but all kinds of content uh, that's put on there by all these amazing creators. I, I mean, there's so many great dudes on here. There's so much good stuff. Um, it's kind of my home base for all of my stuff at Mac Geeks. Uh, I post all of my lineup previews, my rankings, my podcast, my show, everything, right? And so uh, it, I, I would be very, very grateful if you guys go in there and subscribe to Mac Geeks on Rockfin. Um, you will have access to the NLWC match if you subscribe anywhere on Rockfin. Um, but I, I really appreciate you guys for listening to this stuff and, and you know, making, uh, making my time worth it. But uh, thank you again for listening, and I will see you on the next episode.